Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's teaching is Five Ways to Defeat Passivity in Your Life. And you know, passiveness, there's some synonyms for the word spiritlessness, numbness, apathy, indifference. Uh, It's the trait of lacking enthusiasm for or interest in things generally. You know, passiveness can be rooted in how we were brought up. It's rooted often in religious, traditional uh, beliefs that overemphasize the sovereignty of God and underemphasize His desire to partner with us. Passiveness is often a, a false humility. And I'll tell you this, there's, through the years, I have definitely sought to defeat passiveness. And I'm excited to be able to share with you some, you know, some of those concepts today. Passiveness versus enthusiasm. I think those two things are you know, on the opposite spectrum. I love the word enthusiasm. It comes from the Greek word entheos, that means to be full of the gods. And I remember years ago, I felt like the Lord said, Steve, I always want you to act more enthusiastic than you feel. I want you to be thermostatic, not a thermometer. And, and thermostats, that's what leadership is all about. And I believe if you're listening to this, you're not passive. You're, you wouldn't even be listening to this if you were a passive person because you are on a journey to get to ignite something in your life, to grow, to not just wait for something to happen. You're making something happen. It reminds me of uh, the great healing evangelist Smith Wigglesworth. He said this. He said, if, if God's not moving, I'm going to move God. <laughs> and so, you, know, you look in the Bible, I mean, there's stories. Of, in 2 Kings, the prophet told the king, strike the ground. He only struck the ground three times, and the prophet was, was upset. He said, you're only going to have a level three victory. It's basically what he said. He should have struck the ground about, you know, six times. And so I just want to say this and in, in the beginning, and that you look at enthusiasm and you look at developing the muscle of enthusiasm, which is the opposite of passiveness. And it's really, it's about inspiring ourselves. You know, if I can't inspire me, if I'm not excited about me, if I can't stir myself up, then I'm probably going to have an inability to stir up other people and inspire other people. And so, hey, let's, let's just get into this. The five ways to defeat passivity in your life. Number one is recognize passivity as a great enemy. You know, in Matthew 25, the, the parable of the talents, it, it talks about one given five talents, another two, and another was given one. And the, one, the ones who were given five and two increased what they had. They weren't passive. The one who had the one buried the talent, had a miss, 
uh, spoke you know negativity about his master and uh, bad God concept. If you want to throw that in, you know, to this story, buried the talent, and the master was not pleased. He, he was not pleased whatsoever. And you know what that tells me is that when we're given gifts, when we're uh, given something in our lives, a, a certain level, you know, we're all, you know, given certain advantages in our life, giftings, we come at a certain level in life, we're not all going to be the same in what is produced out of us or, you know, every gifting manifesting at the same level. The, the key is, is that we increase our talent. We're all called to increase, and 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 passivity is a is a great enemy to powerful influencers, because the passive spirit just causes us to sit back and wait, and wait for God to do something. Let's move to number two. So we recognize this great enemy. Number two is way to defeat passivity is stir up the gifts already in you. 2 Timothy 1.6, Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift of God that is in you. Another version says, fan into flame. And then in verse 7, it says, for God has not given uh, you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And I love that because Paul tells Timothy, listen, you've got to do something. There's things in you that are already there and if you're just passive and you're waiting for those gifts to manifest if you're waiting for revival to happen to you it's probably not going to happen one of my favorite bill johnson quotes he's the senior leader at bethel church in reading where i'm on staff and he says instead of praying for a revival why don't you just have one <laughs> When I first heard that, I said, can we just have a revival? Instead of praying for a revival, why don't you just have one? You know, when I heard that, I, I, again, I thought, I thought I had the weight to be sovereignly zapped by God in order to experience revival, to experience the fire of God. But that's not, that's not the case. And, and an overemphasis on the sovereignty of God has created massive passiveness in the church. I mean, it can be as simple as some people don't believe they have the gift of tongues because they've never spoken in tongues. And if God wanted them to speak in tongues, they would, they would speak in tongues. You know, my answer to that is uh, if someone is not saved, if someone hasn't become a Christian, do we conclude that if God wanted them to become a Christian, then they would become a Christian? No, a person has to move out of passivity spiritually and actually embrace salvation through faith. Take a step for that. You know, when you tie it into spiritual gifts, 1 Corinthians 14, 1, Paul said, follow after love, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, and especially that you may prophesy. And, you know, the phrase there, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, uh, one, of the, one of the ways that could be translated is burn with zeal for spiritual gifts. Don't be passive about spiritual gifts. 
get the gift of healing in your life. Go for it. Stir it up. Get the gift of miracles, uh, discerning of spirit, gift of faith. All of those that were listed in 1 Corinthians 12, the 9, burn with zeal. Don't be passive. Because if we don't go after these things, then uh, they're probably not going to happen. Certainly at times God just sovereignly does things. But usually, just like a toddler learning how to walk, Usually we have to grow into those gifts by uh, experiencing failure, experiencing discomfort, experiencing, you know, it not happening. And, and so we stir up the gifts. And, and just another way to stir up the gifts within us, and I want to spend just a little extra time on this one, is through uh, bold, forceful declarations. You know, coaches... Sports coaches aren't passive. They boldly proclaim things. They boldly challenge their teams uh, to break off passivity, to develop fire. You know, we're, we're to be our own coach. And one of the reasons we focus so much on declarations at Igniting Hope Ministries is because declarations, when we actually say them forcefully to ourselves, uh, everywhere I go, revival breaks out. I'm a great decision maker. I'm stirring up the gifts of God in me. Miracles happen in me. Miracles happen through me. Uh, when we do that, it, it breaks off passivity and builds faith because faith comes by hearing. Wow. Number three way to defeat passivity in our life is listen to preachers, not just teachers. <laughs> you know, I like to listen to T.D. Jakes. People like Chris Overstreet and Mario Murillo are, are people who come to my mind. We can't. I love the, you know the movement I'm a part of has great teachers and not as many preachers. We we need to get under the preaching anointing. I you know I believe in my own life that in the next five years or so, and I the the preaching anointing on me is going to is going to manifest in greater ways. I'd love for you to pray with me about that and. Because I need someone to not just give me information, but to inspire me and to move my emotions towards um, what, what is being said. And there's some who are listening right now. You're, you're in the ministry, and uh, maybe you're a preacher, and uh, I just say, go for it. Learn. Ask the Lord to help you take it to another level. If you're a teacher... Um, I believe there's ways you can experiment with, with bringing more preaching into it, voice inflections, passion that you can bring. So we've done three ways to defeat passivity. One is recognize it as a great enemy. Two, stir up the gifts already in you. Three, listen to preachers, not just teachers. And four, give God something to work with. Increase your talent. I remember when I was writing books and, you know, just in the late... Uh, 2005, 2010, that period when I was really breaking out of passivity, writing books, starting to uh, get my message out there. I told the Lord, it just feels selfish. It just feels selfish to do this. And he said, Steve, it's, gonna, it's selfish if you don't do it. People need your message. And certainly, we can become overly self-promoting uh, in, in a way that's just un, unhealthy and uh, and I believe the Lord will give us balance on that. But most of the people who are listening probably don't fall into the category of being too self-promoting, but actually being uh, too uh, passive in actually getting what you have out there. And so whether it's writing a blog, whether it's having a website, 
uh, whether it's writing books. You know, the spirit of perfectionism says don't do it until you can do it perfectly. But we're going to grow into it. And, and so uh, give God something to work with. Give Him, give him uh, declarations to work with. Give Him um, little mini teachings that people can access to work with. Give Him art to work with. Give Him ideas to work with. And, you know, if we move into pride and if we move into too much self-promoting, I know the Lord can, he can deal with us on, on that to keep our hearts pure. He certainly helped me <laughs> when I become proud. So that is give God something to work with. And then number five is restore vision for the future. Proverbs 29 says, without a vision, the people perish. Philippians 3.13, Paul said, One thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead. And, you know, there's those things to reach forward to. Vision for the future gives purpose and power for the present. The more vision I have that, that I'm being raised up for something significant, then everything in my life right now is training for that. I'm not passive about today because I know I'm in training. I know I'm training my beliefs, how I think. I know I'm in training of how I do relationships. I'm in training of how to handle disappointment. I'm in training uh, of how to process um, news. And that's, uh, you know, I'm in training of how to uh, not, not go to negative places in my beliefs. Uh, all of that. And so that, that just actually is an antidote helps that an antidote for passivity is vision for the future and i'm in training now for that wow five ways to uh, defeat passivity in your life recognize it as a great enemy stir up the gifts already in you through forceful declarations and the recognition that we're to burn with zeal for spiritual gifts listen to preachers not just teachers give god something to work with and restore vision for the future Wow, wow. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. And I just see the Lord um, igniting enthusiasm in you. It's a muscle to be developed. Hey, remember, we're here at Igniting Hope Ministries to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances, only hopeless people. Once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. And remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle. Pretty much for everybody listening today, today's not a good day to walk in radical joy. But I say to you, it is. It's your strength. Stir it up. Rejoice in the Lord always. Thank Him. Serve the Lord with gladness. Hey, remember March 25th, excuse me, April 25th through 27th, Wendy and I are doing a Abounding Hope and Joy three-day conference. You can find out about that on ignitinghope.com. And, you know, that might be a time if you live out of the Redding area, Redding, California area, might be a time for you to come to Redding. You know, if Holy Spirit confirms that to you, we'd love to have you there. Hang out a little longer before or after to be at Bethel Church, which I believe was the Christian Disneyland. It's so powerful. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Steve Backlin here, Igniting Hope Ministries. Looking forward to having you with us again on another one of our podcasts. 
We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.